You're listening to the Mobcast Network. I am Josephine DeSalle, and most of my life I've been alone, trapped between the living and the dead, making my way through the multiverse until I found a home in limbo. I was content, except for the ever-present hunger for blood. Then she came into my life, turned my carefully placed order into chaos. I can't imagine life any other way. And I will kill anyone who tries to take her away. Chronicles of Limbo is a science fantasy webcomic set in a world of lasers, magic, and monsters. Written by Scotty O. White with art by J.S. Walker. Discover more at chroniclesoflimbo.com. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the following uh, programification is in, uh, in well, it's... It's for maturified audiences. I can't listen to it. Are you ready? What you what you want? What you what you want? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Grill Out. If you listen to this on the Mopcast Network, make sure you go check out everything else they got going on. How it stacks, my Star Wars life, Bros, Booze, and Movies, Memory Card Radio. I could the list goes on and on and on. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. And um, also make sure you let go like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Spread the word about us. Spread the love. Let your family know about it. Let your cousin. Let your uh, estranged uncle. Let your pastor know about it. Let everybody. And if you're wondering who this sexual wank fit, nope, not stealing it. Not going to steal it from your kid. King Ross, but if you want to know who this sensual voice is, my name is El Jefe Loco, and I'm joined here in our broom closet studio with the best goddamn baddie that's ever been in this goddamn business. That's right, it's me, the baddie. I'm filling in for old Stocky today because I'm gonna make this company go bankrupt, bitches. Too late, we're already in the red. Yep. So, we are going to try a new format here on the Grill Out. And Why so, was the old one not working for the two viewers? Yeah, for the two viewers. It was, Listen up, you two listeners out there in podcast radio land. Hey, we also have the Mothman. The Mothman is also listening. Two people. I will mind. fight the Mothman. I almost killed Predator. You know, in the original script, I did kill Predator. And then I killed Arnie. You know why? Because I've got the goddamn guns for this business. Ikabakina zeit zebluten bitches. I ain't got time to bleed. We that just that just put us into the green. We just made a new color. Yep. Yeah, all that. But yeah, you we know the green is actually wait, no, that's the black. I trust the black. Okay. But anyway, back to, you know, we are trying a new format here. Yep. Um, we are going to start the first part of this show. Uh, I will give Jesse, whoever my co I'm the baddie, goddammit. I, I will give the baddie before he punches me are in the face. Are you making fun of me? I'm not making fun of you. It is not pronounced like that. It is the baddie. The baddie? The baddie. Baddie. No, Jesse, the baddie. The, oh, the body. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, the baddie. Oh, oh. I thought you were saying the baddie. Listen up, <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'll make you get down and take a taste of my cack. You know, I know what that one is. 
Yeah. I know what that one is. Listen, if tomato is tomato and potato is potato, then what's cake? So you, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm I'm not. I am not right now. This is this is too much. I'll tell you what's too much. What? The shitty beef jerky coffee I got for free. Is it is it Alberto or Jack Links? I'm not sure. Or Slim Jim. I'll tell you what it is. Shit. 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 Shit beef jerky. Shit beef jerky. This is like a Stephen King short film that doesn't live up to the expectations. It's shit. Fair enough. But we will start off the first part of the show. I will let my co-host know the uh, results to Raw and SmackDown. Okay. They will give their reaction to it because you don't really get a chance to watch Raw and SmackDown very much. I don't because I have a jab. Understandable. Um, I will give you the uh, the results, and then in the second half of the show, we will talk about what news uh, is in wrestling this week. Uh, the big news. Matter of fact, I've got multiple jabs because of massive student loan debt. Thank you, society. Yeah, well, because fuck society. Society. Anyway, we are going to start with Monday Night Raw, which, by the way, Raw and SmackDown both have hit the lowest ratings they have in a while. Well, no shit. I could have told you that. I think I think they they hired Vince Russo for the week. It's like, yeah. you know what? We're getting higher ratings. You know what? I just want to fuck them up real quick. You know who they should have hired? Who? Me. Why is that? Because I'm the baddie. The I best know. commentary team they ever had was me and Vince McMahon because he couldn't run away then. He couldn't run away. And that's all that Vinny Mac has ever done is run. Fair enough. It's like the German film Run Lolo Run, except it's called Run Vinny Run. And who's he running from? Me. Because I shoot him. I'm the only one drawing retirement from Vince McMahon. You're also the only one that has a union that is a wrestler. That, that is in a union. I implemented the union in wrestling. And it was because of that little bitch, Hack Hogan. Because he was the one who ratted me out. Yeah. I was shocked about that. Him and I were really good friends until then. Whenever, and you know what, it was Vinny Mac that let it slip, mm -hmm. because he said that Hogan came up to him and said that I was the one trying to start a union. You're goddamn right I was. And I was taken back. I thought we were buddies. But no, he sold out one of his wrestling brothers to the establishment. I, I was speechless. It's one of the only times in my life that I've ever been speechless. And it was because of that little bitch hack, Hogan. Bitch. Fair enough. But, we're going to start off Raw with um, Chris Jericho comes out, does the highlight reel, you know, just basically trying to, because this is a go-home show. Yeah. You know, we'll have payback um, Sunday. Um, we are currently recording this on Friday. Um, is it? It is Friday. It is Friday. Yep. And you lose, you lose track of time when you're in this broom closet. Especially when you're time traveling. We finally got a window, but we're not on an exterior wall, so it's just a window to the bathroom. Yeah, we're getting, we'll see some awkward shit later. Probably. More than likely. Probably. 
but we, we started off the show. Uh, Chris Jericho coming out there, you know, he's talking about everything and talking about, you know, how he's going to beat Kevin Owens and, and this and that. And then The Miz and Maurice decides to come out. All right. They go out there because it was the highlight reel. They changed it from the highlight reel to Miz TV. Miz is talking, doing a shtick. Ambrose comes out. Ambrose turns it from Miz TV into the Ambrose Asylum. All right. So we just basically went through three talk shows in the first 20 minutes of Raw. And it was a very drawn-out segment. I'll be honest with you. I'm tired of the uh, the talk show segments in wrestling. I don't think it works anymore. Let's not have them. Because what do they do in the ring? Isn't that what people like uh, Renee Young are for? To talk to people backstage, do interviews? You never had Mean Gene come out and have... Uh, shitting or uh, shit. What would a good name be? The Okerland Report. The Okerland Report. Yeah, you never had that. No, you had Piper's Pit, but that's because it worked for him. Because Piper could talk. He could, and so can Jericho, but he doesn't need a highlight reel. No, no. And it's pretty, it's it's pretty obvious who's who's going to win Sunday between him and Owens. I agree. It's going to be Kevin Owens, but I wish it was Jericho. Because I want to see him on tour wearing the title while he's singing. That would be awesome. Because I think, I do believe that his band is going to be up in uh, Rock on the Range, up in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Um, And uh, it would just be awesome for him to be up there on stage, you know. Wearing the title. Yes, wearing the U.S. title. would be. Doing his thing. I think if Vince McMahon was a smart man, which he isn't because I sued him and won, that would be the way to do it. Fair enough. Um, first match of Raw. Yeah, we have Sheamus versus with Cesaro versus Matt Hardy with Jeff Hardy. All right. Um, okay match. Winner by pinfall. Matt Hardy. Was it a clean victory? It. The Hardy Boys argue with Sheamus Cesaro, but uh, Cesaro pulls Jeff off the apron. Matt hits a distracted Sheamus with a twist of fate for the win. It was kind of a. It, it was it was a clean finish, but it wasn't at the same time. It was more of a distracted finish. I mean, I think it's a good thing to have Matt Hardy win. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I want to know what they're doing with this story. Is there going to be a heel turn from Sheamus and Cesaro? Do you think that's what's going to happen? Do you think that they're going to split up the Hardys already? Well, reports are saying right now, as far as the Broken Hardys gimmick goes, that. Um, WWE is wanting to settle it this week, probably right. probably today, Friday. They are wanting to have a lump sum paid to TNA, Impact, whatever the fuck you want to yeah. call them. You know, Jeff Jar- Jeff Jarrett's, you know, house of fucked up wrestling yeah. because, you know, it's just bullshit. Which I was watching some old TNA episodes last night simply because back in the day, I thought they was pretty good. Yeah. I thought they, you know, they had a potential. But anyway, that's off topic. Um, They're wanting to have a lump sum paid to TNA to get the Broken Hardys gimmick. So my guess this weekend, and this is just an early prediction coming from me, and you can see if you can say if you agree with this or not. Yeah. Um, I believe that they are going to put the belts on Sheamus and Cesaro because Sheamus and Cesaro have you know good chemistry with each other. I believe that they're going to put the belts on them and then split the Hardys up. Matt's going to turn broken, and then Jeff's going to go, turn back to the uh, the charismatic enigma, whatever the fuck they call him. 
I just called him Jeff Hardy. Yeah. So I believe that they were going they that, and that's just an early prediction coming from me. But I believe that they will split them up this Sunday because their nostalgia act is starting to run out now. I mean that's a good point. I can see them splitting them up. I can't really see Sheamus and Cesaro as a feasible tag team. Yeah, they've got great work, but they neither one can talk. Mm-hmm. That's my big thing. You need to bring back managers for people who aren't good on the mic. Let them have a mouthpiece. See, that's see. I I feel like the the art of a manager is a is is a art that does not need to be dead. No. Because there's some guys who are not athletically gifted. But they are. They can work a crowd. They can. They have the gift of gab. They can. T- they can. You know, tear a mic up like like it's nobody's business. Well, I mean, here here's one of my biggest things. Okay, as soon as you break out into any industry, you're in any kind of entertainment, whether it be sports entertainment, uh, basketball, that kind of sports entertainment, anything. You get an agent. You get someone who represents you. That's why people, whenever they go to court, they have a lawyer. Like whenever I sued Vince McMahon, I had a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can talk, but he can do it better. So why don't you have managers implemented in wrestling today where they still have mouthpieces to do the talking for them? You have a guy who's action and a guy who's talking. I think it's just mainly, you know, they want everybody to be a be the rock or they want everybody to be a stone cold. They want everybody to be a Chris Jericho, you know, somebody who can who can do damn good work in the ring yeah. and can work a mic. They they want that too much. Well, you can't have that if you're making people remember a new script every day. Suffering a succotash. Yeah. Sparkle crotch. It's like is what is the thing that people don't like about Roman Reigns? He's a talented worker. He can't talk, so you give him yourself to say like suffering succotash and people aren't going to forget it. No, no, because that's why we are still talking about on this podcast, what, two years later? No. Yeah. I mean, you have to, if people can't talk, they can't talk. You give them a person who can, you give them someone who can work with them outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it makes sense. It, and again, a manager is a lost art that does not need to be lost. No. You know, because... It, I, 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 this is why, you know, in a way, I like Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar is obviously the muscle. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. And, you know, Paul Heyman can, can you know, cut a promo like it's nobody's business. Yeah, not to mention the fact that whenever Brock talked, I'd start laughing because of his voice. How yeah. can such a big guy have such a high-pitched voice? Exactly. I mean, I'm the baddie. I sound like I am the baddie. Exactly. This is how a man should talk. Not way up here. That's not a man. And by the you way, hear me, Tiny Tim, I'm coming for you. By the way, we are paying him about five hundred dollars a word, so I think we're up to like five hundred thousand dollars. Oh now. yeah, you're fucked. Oh yeah, we're done. We are done. I'm gonna bankrupt this company the same <laughs> way I bankrupted Vince McMahon. But he's his company's still going. Nope. He wants you to believe that it's him running it, but he's not running it. His father rose from the grave and took it back over, and I sued him too. I run the company. They don't want you to know that. I don't even know that I run the company. That's how closely guarded secret this is. Moving on. Yep. (laughs) Our next match is a cruiserweight match between um, Neville and TJ Perkins. Versus Gentleman Jack, uh, 
and Austin Aries. Winner by pinfall, Gentleman Jack and Austin Aries. Uh, Aries, the, uh, Aries applies the last chancery, but Neville breaks it up. Gallagher runs in and forearms Neville before headbutting him. Uh, Neville comes back with some kicks before sending him into the ropes, but Gallagher viciously headbutts him down. Like Gallagher's just fucking just going nuts on his head right now. Um, Gallagher blocks a kick from Perkins and spins him into a forearm from Aries. Aries follows up with a uh, discus five arm for the win. So Aries gets the pinfall. Well, all right. What's your thoughts on that one? You know, I I would have a lot more thoughts about it. If they quit with the purple shit. Yes. I like purple as much as anybody. But if you want it to feel like it's part of the roster and that people should actually care, then you make it a part of it. You treat them the same as you do everyone. That's why you need to have equal rights when it comes to pay for men and women. If I was president, that would be my first act, is to make sure that there's equal pay for men and women. I'm... Okay. In regard to your question, though, if I may backtrack, I don't know how I feel about it. I really don't. I don't. I want to be invested in the cruiserweights because I love it. But whenever the you flippy go, shit, everybody likes the flippy shit, except crazy. for except for Jim Cornette. Well, you know what? I love Jimmy as much as anyone else, but there are times that he can be wrong. But he can have his own opinion. That's fine. It's okay. The world keeps turning. It does. I mean, the baddie has his own opinion, and here's my opinion. I love watching cruiserweights because it's something different. But whenever you go from the cruiserweight classic, which was just constant flippy shit, mm -hmm. to this, I mean, you have to be able to still tell a story. You can't do flippy shit all throughout the match, and then it'd be a clear, concise story. It's like, I don't know, a shitty Stephen King film. You have that, to that have was... a concisive story. And good, good makeup. Moving on. Next match, we have a dumpster match between Braun Strowman I'm and... I'm sorry. A what? A dumpster match. What year is this? It's 2017, but again, I think they hired Vince Russo for the week. I honestly think they did. Well, you know what? Okay, a dumpster match now, I think it could be fine as long as it has the right people in it. So I'm really hoping that it's not Braun Strowman versus Kalisto because that would not be the right match. You're going to be very mad. Who was it? Braun Strowman and Kalisto. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you want to know the winner? Just take a wild guess. I'm going to say that the winner was, I don't know, some small child in the third row of Section A. It might as well have been because it was Kalisto. How the fuck was it Kalisto? <laughs> Braun Strowman was standing on the outside of the skirt, uh, well, outside of the ring, and he's holding on to the ropes. Kalisto comes by, kicks him, knocks his ass into the uh, dumpster. Like he, like, he doesn't even really fall. He just basically steps down to the dumpster. Wait, is this the first match that Braun Strowman has lost? No, this ain't the first one. Okay. But it, it it looks shitty on Braun's part. He looks that stupid. That he would be standing near the dumpster to where Kalisto can just come by and knock him off. Let it let it sink in. Let it sink in. Why? That's my thing. What is the reason for this? 
because how does this make Braun Strowman look like, look like this huge immovable force whenever he takes on the arm jack and Roman Reigns? See, see, that, that's, that, that's what everybody's saying. So now we have gotten to the piss break of the program. Alicia Fox, because I need to go. <laughs> Alicia Fox versus Dana Brooke. Don't care. Next one. You know what? No, because now it makes it sound like I'm. Oh, I hear people. How do I hear people in this broom closet? It might and be the bathroom. It might be. I hope not. Light a match. <laughs> God damn. Okay, Alicia Fox versus Dana Brooke. Yes. I can already tell you it was Dana Brooke that won because no one's seen Alicia Fox for about 12 years. Since she got there. Now, I am not sexist. I believe in equality for wrestling. I believe in equality for everybody. Here's my problem. Why? What was the purpose of that match? Was it to enhance Dana Brooke? Pretty much. That's pretty much all it was. How, how much time did they have? I'm going to say about two and a half minutes, three. How do you tell a story, then, unless it's just an utter squash match? I never thought Alicia Fox was good. Fox. Yeah, I Fox. I never thought she was good. And you know what? You can get mad at me all you want, but if a person isn't good, I'm gonna say they're not good. Dana Brooke isn't exactly the best. I thought they brought her up way too soon. I believe so too. I believe the only reason why she got brought up was because of her muscles. I agree. Her muscles. You know, you know who really likes that? John Bradshaw Layfield. He loves the muscly women. He loves the big sweaty women. He does a lot. Very. You so, know who else does? Edge. He married Beth Phoenix. Fair enough. I did not. I didn't register with me for. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and they have a kid. That she she was called the Glamazon. So you know they did it at least once. What? You know who else loved big sweaty women? Paul Levesque. Because he dated China. You know who else did it on that note? Sean Waltman. Xbox. Yes. Six. Yeah. He Six. loved him. Oh, yeah. You know who else loved big sweaty women? Who? Me. <laughs> Why? I, it's a lie. I didn't. I like to have a nice healthy woman. Whether she's bigger, smaller, or muscly. You know what I look for in a woman? Hmm. Me. What, like, what constitutes her being you? My penis inside of her. That's what, no. You know what, that just sounds really bad. I'm not sexist. I believe in equal pay. I think that the most important thing about a woman, or a man for that matter, I'm not going to say that no one should be entitled to happiness because I believe in equality. Find someone that you're happy with. If they happen to have a few extra pounds, who cares as long as you all are happy together. If they're the size of a twig, that's fine too. If they can bench press a Mack truck, then that's fine. Slightly scary, but fine. <coughs> Moving on. Yep. Uh, next we have a six-man tag match. It was supposed to be Big Cass, um, Enzo, Seth Rollins versus... Uh, Anders and Gallows and Samoa Joe. Um, as Big Cass and Enzo was making their 
entrance. Anderson Gallows comes out of nowhere and just beats the shit out of en- uh, beats the shit out of Enzo, and sends him on his merry way. And then to replace Enzo, Enzo, they bring Enzo. Enzo. That sounds like a Native American gimmick that Vince McMahon would have came up with to be the tag team partner of Tatanka. It actually does. Yep. But to put in place of Enzo, they bring in Finn Balor. Okay, so they bring in Finn Glorious Abs Balor. Yes. To be the tag team partner of Big Cash and Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins being the individual who put him out on the sideline. Right? Yes. This is the second time they've tagged together. But to go against Gallows and Anderson, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, the club against Finn Balor. That Finn Balor started. Yeah. And there was no story there? Did, Did they talk about it? Did they give any kind of insight into the history? You know, because maybe how Finn Balor started the organization, but then they just easily replaced him with AJ Styles? I mean, did they do any kind of storytelling? Because people know people know what Finn Balor did, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's common knowledge in the wrestling community. Maybe not amongst the, what you would call a typical WWE fan. Well, you need to educate them the same way I educated Vince McMahon. And that's why they come to this podcast. That's right. So you two and a half individuals out there who are being educated by the baddie and El Jefe Loco, you're welcome. One of the winners? Yeah. By pinfall, Big Cass, Seth Rollins, Balor. Well, no shit. Who who was the third person with uh Gallows and Anderson. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Who who picked up the pin? Um, let's see. Right here, Balor viciously drop kicks Joe down at ringside. Rollins hits Anderson with a springboard knee to the head before going for a pedigree, but he reconsiders. Rollins then viciously elbows Anderson in the face for the win. Rollins gets the pinball. Over Anderson. Yes, because Rollins he he done his new uh finisher, I guess you could say. Which looks like a Okada's Rainmaker, except with a knee. What? Why? I have no idea. I never. Okay, for the record, I I, I like Seth Rollins. Yeah. I have a I I have a Seth Rollins T-shirt that I wear all the time. Whenever you fantasize about being Seth Rollins and kissing Finn Balor, which is okay by me, I believe in equality. Anyway. <laughs> Um, I never really liked the pedigree. Never thought it fit, you know, Rollins very well. It just seemed like, you know, it was just a, a ripoff from Triple H. Yeah. I mean, I know the whole story, you know, tri- Rollins goes under Triple H's wing and, and this and that, and then, you know, he starts using the pedigree because of Triple H. I just, I just never liked it. Never liked it. You know, I get that. Um, I, I can also see why they eliminated the curb stomp. Because of kids, but at the same time, I thought the curb stomp was a or the uh, the curb stamp was a great move for him because he's not a big guy, he's not, and it's something that could come out of anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we got three matches left on the card, but the rest of them was just um, Sasha Banks uh, defeated Alexa Bliss via countout. Alexa Bliss came out there and was talking about her title match um, this Sunday against Bailey. Yeah. Uh, she defeated her. Apollo Apollo Cruz came out and defeated Kurt Hawkins. Big fucking woo. Okay. And then the main event was Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho versus The Miz with Maurice. The Miz was supposed to find a tag partner um, and couldn't. Well he, well, he did. And it was supposed to be Bray Wyatt, but Bray Wyatt didn't come out there. No. And then uh, Kurt Angle comes out there and says, well, you know what? It's a two-on-one handicap match. Two baby faces versus one heel. Yeah. So, And it just ended in a no contest. You know, because that worked so well with the Dolph Ziggler versus Apollo Crews and Kalisto. Yeah. You know, it never looks good whenever you have two baby faces going against one heel. Because then the sympathy instantly goes to the heel because he's already outnumbered. You gotta think about these things whenever you're booking it. They, they, they don't. No, because in the world of WWE, wins and losses don't matter. But they do matter to the fans. They matter to the baddie. Okay. Because the baddie cares about what the fans think. Okay. So we're going to switch over to SmackDown. Um, the show opened with a very awkward Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke Nakamura. One. Don't do it. Don't do it, Jesse. Anyway, um, Shinsuke Nakamura, Dolph Ziggler are sitting there. You know, it's a very awkward opening. I got to catch you know the last five minutes of it um, because I was I had prior. Uh, um, prior arrangements to it. Did not want to go to them, but I went to them because I'm a good person. Went to it, came back, caught the last part of it, and it was sitting there. It was Dolph Ziggler basically sitting there calling Shitsuke Nakamura a weirdo. Basically sitting there bullying him in the ring while JBL is sitting there saying, I don't know how much more Nakamura can take of this. I don't know how much more Nakamura can take of this. While they keep calling Nakamura the artist. Let that sink in. Well, you know, the, the artist uh, was more of a, a prince kind of thing. Yeah. And to my knowledge, I, I believe, because uh, I, I have heard a few things about this bit, this segment, if you will, where Dolph Ziggler was comparing Nakamura to... Michael Jackson, and uh, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I, I don't get what they're trying to do here. And the the crowd wasn't into it at all. Um, Nakamura, well, you know, Nakamura has broken English anyway. Yeah. You know, so it was it was apparent that it was going to be him. It's going to be difficult for him to connect with an English crowd. And he started speaking, you know, Japanese, and then he proceeds to call. Dolph Ziggler, jackass. Okay. Was there a pop on that? Nope. Ah. Well, it already kind of seems like that uh, they're dropping the ball and knocking more out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's uh, that's basically what what what's going on with that. Um, and then uh, Nakamura hits. Uh, well, tried to hit Ziggler with the Kinshasa, 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 and. Ziggler uh, 
rolls out of the ring. And that's the end of the segment, opening segment of SmackDown. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but they haven't had Nakamura wrestle on SmackDown yet, have they? Nope, just dark matches. Okay. They basically have been using Nakamura as a way to keep people to stay and to watch 205 Live. Yeah. Because they'll put him in the dark match main event against Dolph Ziggler after 205 Live. So that's their, that's what they've been using Nakamura mainly for now, which I've heard that they are saving Nakamura for Backlash because they feel like the Chicago crowd will give him a superstar's pop because the Chicago crowd is always, you know, loud. Well, you know there's going to be a CM Punk chant. Well, that's fucking, that's fucking given. Yeah. That's given. Yeah. Um, that's why it's kind of, I'm kind of glad it's SmackDown and not Raw because, you know, Stephanie McMahon walks out there. You're going to hear nothing but CM Punk. Um, you know what I would love to see, but it's never going to happen? Hmm. CM Punk versus Nakamura. That would be an interesting one. Or Daniel Bryan versus Nakamura. I, I, I could see a Daniel Bryan versus Nakamura before I could see a CM Punk versus Nakamura. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, we would not be underneath the WWE banner. No. No. Not at all. Um, first match. Yep. AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin. Okay. Winner? Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to say the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Yep. Okay. Yep. AJ Styles. Um. Oh, Kevin Owens was sitting at ringside because you know him and Styles are getting ready to start a program for the U.S. title. Um. Corbin. Corbin picks picks up um Styles for a power bomb. Styles rolls him and goes for the cover with a small package and gets the three count. Match ends with uh, Owens get getting in the ring as they start beating on Styles. Sami Zayn's music hits, and he runs to the ring as Owens slides out. Sami fights with Corbin, which means those two are getting ready to have a uh, a program going on. While Owens is on the apron as Sami uh, hits him, and blah, blah, blah. Ha- Sami Huluba kicks um, Owens, because I guess Owens, get, Owens gets back into the ring, and... Uh, then he delivers a powerbomb to Styles. Whoever wrote this fucking is awful at describing shit. Yeah, I mean, who delivers the powerbomb? Because it just says he delivers the powerbomb after he's talking about Sami Zayn. I know. That person can't write. I believe they might slightly be illiterate. Maybe. So, brings us to our next match. (laughs) It is, for some reason, a beat-the-clock challenge. To determine a number one contender for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, first match involves American Alpha, who is already, you know, been past champions over with the crowd a little bit. And the Colognes, formerly known as the Shining Stars, who are who are who have a lot of momentum going into this match. How do the Kellens have momentum going into the match? Because when they debuted a couple uh, weeks ago, yeah, they came in and just basically kicked ass and took names. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they 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 they've completely turned their characters around. Okay. Instead of trying to sell timeshares, they're trying to, you know, kick ass this time around. Yeah. And they're and I've had I've heard rumors that they were trying to bring Carlito back. Yeah. To you know put him with the Colognes. I mean, no pun intended, but that would be pretty cool. Yeah. No pun intended. No pun intended. Okay. You want to know the winner of it? I'm going to say American Alpha. Yep. In five minutes and 17 seconds. Um, 
Chad Gable gets the cover for the three count. Mm. You know, I, I, I feel like they've kind of done an injustice to not only the, uh, the Callan, but American Alpha as well. They didn't use them properly whenever they first came in. I mean, the tag team division for SmackDown has been a bit lacking since day one. Yeah. Um, I liked the whole, you know, Heath Slater and Rhino thing at, at first. I liked it. I thought it was great. But then once they lost the titles, what happened? I know. It's like New Day with Raw. As yeah. soon as they lost the titles, what happened there? It's because there was no story development post New Day. There's no story development post Rhino and Slater. But the difference is between the two is New Day was insanely over with the crowd and still are. That's true. I mean, and Rhino and Slater were getting pretty good pops. Oh, yeah. People loved it whenever he came out and talked about how he has to feed his kids. He's got kids, man. He's got kids. Can't help it. Um, Rusev, handsome Rusev, uh, makes a statement on Raw, basically saying that he does not like Daniel Bryan, he does not like Shane McMahon, and the only way he would wrestle on SmackDown is if they gave him a championship match at Money in the Bank. When's money in the bank? I think that's um, June, maybe. I'm not sure. Let me look that up real quick. I mean, what month is this now? We're in, We're April. in April. Yep. So two months away, that's the only way he's going to wrestle? Yep. How is he supposed to feed his wife and kids for that long? I'm not getting a paycheck until then. Mm, These okay. are things that I want to know. Rusev, you gotta you gotta think about your family, man. Are you worried about your family? You've gotta feed them. I don't know if you have kids, but you've got one hot wife who if you're not supporting her, she can go elsewhere, like over to the baddie's house. Well they 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 went ahead and uh gave her the Emelina gimmick. So Is yeah. she even an in ring competitor? She's uh, she has been working down in the performance center a lot. Trying to get better in the ring. So, uh, it's just a matter of time now. We'll probably have to wait another 18, 19 weeks for her to debut. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but Rusev also has a new look, right? Yes, he shaved his head. So, why didn't they, I don't know, repackage both of them at one time? Because I think that what they're trying to do right now is punish Rusev. Because with him cutting his hair the way he did, it it fucks up a lot of merchandise sales. Because they are getting ready to come out with a battle pack with Rusev and Lana in it. And Rusev has his long hair in it. So it's already outdated. Yeah. So, you know. Well, they, I mean, hell, as soon as they came out with the new video game, it was already outdated. Yeah. And then, then you know, but that was on their part. They ain't going to get pissed off about that. Um, but no, it is June 18th, Money in the Bank. June 18th. So he's not supposed to wrestle until then. Yeah. Or is it they give him the match and he wrestles free? I'm guessing. But that is uh, basically, you know, some sums it up. Um, Becky Lynch was getting interviewed uh, regarding Charlotte. She says uh, she's stepping up, but she can appreciate uh, Charlotte getting results. And then she gets interrupted by uh, Natalia, Cam uh, Carmella, and Tamina. Natalia says she's she's either with them or against them. I'll get to that part here in a second. Um, right. Next match. Randy Orton versus Eric Rowan in a no disqualification match. I'm going to say that this match came out of nowhere. Like Randy Orton with the RKO. 
Pretty much. Well, no, it was a couple weeks ago when Eric Rowan came back, and you know, we, st- you know, fucking Bray Wyatt still thought that there was a Wyatt family, and came out and attacked Randy Orton, and now he's getting revenge on him this past week. One of the winner, Randy Orton. Bingo. Yep. Um, Orton grabs a mic. Let's see. Rowan grabs Orton, looks and looks to send him into the chair. Yeah, there's a chair set up, uh, but Orton stops. Rowan runs towards Orton, who moves out of the way, and Rowan hits the chair. He turns around and an RKO out of nowhere. Court Orton goes for the pin. One, two, three. Match over. You know, I wish somebody would just stop the damn man. I don't understand it. Why do you bring Eric Rowan back just for him to get beat like a little bitch again and again? Yep, yep. Um, now we have the second Beat the Clock Challenge. One of the competitors in this one. I'm going to say Lord Littlebrook and Little Beaver versus the Natural Disasters. It might as well have been that. All right. It was Breezango versus the Ascension. Guess who wins? Let me see. You know, I don't know. There's part of me that wants well, to let me, let, and let me tell you something. All right. Whoever won this match, they beat the 517 that American Alpha put up. Really? And they are the number one contenders. Wow. Just take a, just take uh, a crack at it. Let me see. Possibly, I mean, between Breezango and the, uh, was it the bad dudes with attitudes? Or the beach dudes with attitudes, or the surf dudes with attitudes. I'm probably gonna have to go with. Uh, let me see. Let's go with Breezango. Bingo. My God. Yep. Um. <clears throat> let's see. So uh, Breezango is the number one contender. Yep. Now is it Breezango or is it the Fashion Police? Well, it's uh, Breezango, the fashion police. Ah. But it's Breezango. Now, now, what is their official tag team name? Breezango. Breezango, okay. Uh, just their gimmick is they, they are the fashion police. Ah, okay. I, I see. I was having some confusion with that. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking and I see that there is a poll on this website. By the way, I'm getting a lot of the, I'm getting this information off of WrestleView.com. Yeah. Go ahead and give the give them their free plug, and they put up a poll on um, Twitter, and it says, "What's the House of Horrors match going to be?" Eighteen percent said a modified cage. Four uh, percent said a falls count anywhere. Seventy-eight percent said even WWE doesn't know. You know, I I agree with that. Although I'm slightly wondering if they're going to do like what they did between Gold Dust and Razor, no, Gold Dust and Roddy Piper, where they just pre-record some shit and then they play that while they're just sitting in the back waiting for the cue. That 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 would be interesting. I think that might be the only thing that'll make this interesting. I just I don't know if they're going to have people just sitting in the crowd. For 10, 15, 20 minutes watching a monitor, you know, watching the Jumbotron while everything goes on. True. I don't know. I mean, but do you have just another modified cage? I'm getting tired of those. 
if they're going to do that, you know, when I say they do, mm. they bring back what WCW had with the Triple Cage. War Games? No, that was the double cage. That was the cage side by side. Triple cage is cage on top of cage on top of cage. I can't remember what that match was. You never saw it? I've seen it, but I can't remember what the match was. Have you ever seen uh, that shitty wrestling movie? Not the one that was made about the baddie without my permission, but ready to rumble? No, I have never seen that. Well, consider yourself lucky, although they have that cage in there as well. They use it. I'm just saying, it could be something great. As really? long as they don't bring back the electric chair cage match that they had from Halloween Havoc. That was shit. It was really yeah. bad. Yeah, wasn't that the one where they put Abdullah the Butcher? Yep. Okay, yeah, I've, I've seen Rick that. Steiner belly to, did a side belly to belly to him, put him in the chair, and Mick Foley thought that it was Rick Steiner in there. And so he pulls the switch. My God, he killed a man. By God, he's dead. As God is my witness. As God is my witness, that man is dead. So, we are at the main event for right. SmackDown. Yep. It is a the WWE SmackDown Women's title match between Naomi and Charlotte. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I'm still not a big fan of Naomi. Mm -hmm. I've never really gotten behind the glow. I don't know why. I'm just not a huge fan of her work. I don't like it. I didn't like it when she was part of the Funkadactyls. I didn't like her post-Funkadactyl stuff. Mm -hmm. I've just never been a huge fan of it. But I am a fan for equality and equal rights. Fair enough, Jesse. Want another winner? I'm, I'm praying that it was Charlotte. It was a no contest. Why? Because at the end... Okay. Um... Uh, both women back up, and Naomi delivers the real deal. She goes for the cover, but Charlotte kicks out. Both women back up. Uh, Naomi goes for the Huracarana, but Charlotte catches her and delivers a powerbomb. She goes for the cover, but a two-count. Charlotte goes to the top rope. She goes for a moonshot salt, but Naomi puts her knees up and blocks it. Natalia, um, Carmella, and Tamina run to the ring and attack Charlotte. Naomi gets in the ring and fights back. Natalia and Carmella hold Charlotte as Tamina delivers a superkick. And the welcoming committee beating up on Charlotte. Again, whoever wrote this fucking litter. Who's the welcoming committee? I don't know. I'm guessing uh, Naomi, not, not Natalia, Carmella, and uh, Tamina. Is that what they call themselves, the welcoming committee? They haven't called themselves anything. That's pretty stupid. But I think I think they think that it's a new women's faction, pretty much, is what it is. Um, Carmella uh, with a super kick to Charlotte, who's down. Uh, all three women with James Ellsworth pose in the middle of the ring. That is how SmackDown ended. You know, this is probably going to make for a uh, four-on-four women's match where James Ellsworth is the fourth woman. Oh, yeah. But in reality, that means that Tamina and not Tamina, but Naomi and Charlotte are going to be on a team. I don't like Naomi. What I think they should do is bring all the four horse women into one, uh, one show and have them go against the bad bitches with bodacious bods. Maybe, just maybe, have you know? And this is just this is just me brainstorming at the moment. It's coming off the top of my head. Um, 
have Charlotte, you know, have a six six woman tag match. Yeah, six woman tag match next week. You know, Carmella, Tamina, Natalia versus Charlotte, uh, Naomi, and Becky because Becky's not in this. She's not in the middle of this right now. Yeah. And more than likely, you're going to have Becky turn, you know, keep face. About halfway through the match, you do one of two things. You either turn Naomi heel and put her with him, or you do the one that they'll come out left field and you turn Becky heel. And you do sort of a double turn with her and Charlotte. Or, you know, Naomi, whichever. The thing is, if you do it with Naomi, Turn that you have to turn them into an ass kicking machine. You have to make have them make a statement, and you're gonna have to get it to where Charlotte and Becky are gonna have to try to get Bailey and Sasha to help, and maybe bring this you know work this all the way to SummerSlam, or slowly build it to Survivor Series. Just uh, again coming off the top of my head, just brainstorming at this point with this. Well, the problem though is with SummerSlam, I'm pretty sure they're gonna do Raw versus SmackDown. Again. Well, yeah. Same for Survivor Series. Yeah, that's what I meant. But isn't that what I said? You said SummerSlam. Yeah, is it? Uh, it's Survivor Series. Did I say SummerSlam? Yeah, you said SummerSlam. Do you like having your kneecaps? Did yeah. I say SummerSlam? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said Survivor Series. I, 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 I thought you, I'm pretty sure you said SummerSlam. You, uh, you know, I like my kneecaps, so I'm going to keep it to that. Did I say Survivor Series? You said Survivor Series. That's what I thought. <laughs> Next time, I, I won't even give you a chance to take it back. No, no I, there, there ain't very very far I can run away in this studio broom no, closet. No, my toe is in your ear right now. Yeah. That's me wiggling it. That's, that's, and that, that, you know, it feels really weird at this moment. It's like you're giving me a toe willy. Yeah. I even licked it first. I know you did. Your ear, not my toe. Just. But anyway, anyway continue. I just I don't see it. I don't see Naomi. Maybe it's because I'm too cynical in my older age of people. But I think Charlotte's one hell of a competitor. I think the Becky Lynch heel turn would really, uh, really get get people talking. It would be. It would really come out of left field. And it might give Becky Lynch a resurgence. But. Right now, would you rather see Naomi turn heel or Becky? You see, the problem, though, for me is if Becky turns heel, that means Naomi is still a face. If Naomi turns heel, that means she has to become a very pivotal heel. Yes. So I don't know because I just, I don't see the, I don't see the backing behind Naomi. I don't understand why it's there. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the bigger impact would be Becky Lynch as a heel. My problem, though, and it's no, I have nothing against people's actions. I just don't think as a talker she's that great. She's not. You know, as far as Becky, she's not a good talker, and I will admit that. Um, as far as in-ring work, impeccable. She's wonderful. She's, she's, she's great in the ring. Yeah. You know, um, I guess you could say, in a way, she is, um, as far as the horse for horsewoman, would you would you consider her Arn Anderson? Ooh, I don't. I mean, which, but which four horsemen 
incarnation of this. The first, I'm, I'm going to say the first incarnation of the four horsemen. So Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, Ole and Arn, and James J. Dillon? Yeah, pretty much. Mm, I don't know. I mean... I know. I, I cut you off guard with that question. Well, but. who... Let's see. Who all is the four horsewomen? There's Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, Becky? Yes. That's the four horsewomen. Well, I guess Charlotte would probably be Ole. Nope. Probably Rick. I mean, she, that one's a given. She'd probably be Rick Flair. I mean, that one's a given. A bit. Well, then, the problem, though, is... Because then you have three and three that you have to figure out. That's called math. Mm -hmm. When you eliminate one from four, how many do you have left? That's three. The number yeah, yeah, is three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It took a you, mask. You fucked me yeah. with that. So I don't know who would be who, because if you say that that uh, Becky is Charlotte, not Charlotte, shit. If you say that Becky is Arn, then that means one of them has to be Oli. Mm -hmm. And Oli... You know, this might get me some heat, but I never thought Oli was all that impressive. I didn't. I thought the carnation of Barry Windham in Oli's place was a lot more uh, impressive as a team. Mm -hmm. I feel like that this is a conversation we need to have another time. It is. We it should is. go on. We should. Um, but no, that is the end of SmackDown. Yeah. Because we do have about 10 minutes left in this show. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump over to Payback. And go ahead and give the card for that. Yeah. Um, right now, the card goes as Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. And then the House of Horrors match, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt, which is not a championship match now. They uh, they made it a non-title match without making any announcement. They just basically quietly did that. And then we have the Raw Women's uh, Championship match, Bayley versus Alexa Bliss. United States Championship match, Kevin Owens versus Chris Chris Jericho, Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe, Rog Tag Team match, the Hardy Boys versus uh, Sheamus and Cesaro, Cruiserweight Championship match, Neville versus Austin Aries, and then the kickoff show will um, consist of Enzo Amore and Big Cass versus Gallows and Anderson, and Miz TV featuring Sam Balor. That right. is the card. So where are we starting? Um, let's start at the very bottom. Um, we ain't going to do the kickoff show because just it's not part of the main card. We're just going to work on the main card. All right. Um, cruiserweight championship match: Neville versus Austin Aries. I'm going to say Austin Aries. I. Yeah, I'm going to say Aries. I'm going to say Aries. Um, Neville's had a good run, but I feel like that uh, the title needs to be on Aries right now. I mean, Neville had his WrestleMania victory, even though it was on the pre-show. I think now it's time to get the double-A nation going. Yes, yes, because the cruiserweight division. Neville's done a damn good job as cruiserweight champion, but he needs that um, He needs the, he needs that polar opposite to him, and that is Austin yeah. Aries, who needs the title. Yeah. So It's time for Neville to, to get rid of the title and have him go back to doing heelish things to get the title. And I already mentioned this one earlier in the show, but I'll go ahead and get your prediction from it. Um, the Raw Tag Team Championship match, the Hardy Boys versus Sheamus and Cesaro. I'm going to say the Hardys win. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. The Hardys win it. And uh, then maybe they drop the title next pay-per-view, or maybe they drop the title on Raw, but I think they leave payback as the World Tag Team Heavyweight Champions. 
and if you if you've listened earlier, you're just now joining us. I said Sheamus and Cesaro. Yep. Saying the Hardy Boys are going to break up. Broken Matt's going to come out, and then the Charismatic Enigma Jeff is going to go his separate ways. Or or the the seeds are going to be planted for it. Well, really quick. Do you think that one Hardy goes to Raw and one goes to SmackDown? I think eventually it will. Okay. But I think that you're going to see a uh, a program come out of it. Does that, my chair keep squeaking on the mic? Yeah, it might. I'm sorry. It'll be all right. Again, it. we're in a, we're in a studio broom closet. It's very tiny with a window to a bathroom. We got a two, it's 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 basically two foot by four foot. Yeah, can't help it. Yeah. Um, and that's four foot high. Yes, we're we're crouched up as well. Yeah. Um, Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe. I'm going to say Samoa Joe. Samo- it, it will probably be Seth Rollins, but I think Samoa Joe needs it more. Needs it more? Um, I'm going to say Samoa Joe as well, but I'm going to say it was um, DQ or something. It's not going to be a clean finish. Yeah. I think... I'll tell you what I think would be a good way for him to win it. If he just beat the shit out of him and left him on the outside for the 10 count. I think that would be a strong finish, as long as it's not a roll into the ring at the last second 10 count. Yes. Or he attempts to make it, and and, and the 10 count comes. He didn't make it in time. Maybe. Like, he just he, he, he just got to the to the ring apron. He's pulling himself up 10. Yeah. Count out. I think that would be good. I think I think it would protect both guys and it would make Samojo look like a beast. Yeah. United States Championship match. This one's a given. Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho. Every bit of fiber in me wants to say Chris Jericho just because I think that would be an amazing form of notoriety and publicity. But realistically, I'm going to have to go with knockout himself, Kevin Owens. I'm going to have to go with KO as well. I mean, this it's it, it again. It's a given. Jericho's getting ready to start his tour. Um, his album will come out May second. It is entitled Judas. Listen to the. I I got I got to let you listen to the yeah. little little tidbit that my brother sent me. It's it's not that bad. I'm a I'm a big fan of rock music. I'm sure, you are as well. Yeah. It was it, it's not it's not that bad. Um, Raw Women's Championship. Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. Bailey. I'm gonna say Alexa Bliss. All right. So we disagree on two so far. Yes. I'm going to say Alexa Bliss simply because um, it just seems like to me Bailey is just a stale champion. She's just yeah. really stale to me. Um, she needs something, you know. Um, and if and if Bailey does win, I say that it's going to eventually go to a Sasha Banks heel turn. But I think the belt needs to be on Alexa Bliss. Because for the simple fact, and me and Maestro Cole talked about this. I didn't because you all never texted me. You you live off the grid. I do because if you were smart, you would too. Exactly, but yeah. um, we was you know speaking about this, and you know I I he because he he put the idea. He said, so do you give Alexa Bliss make her the first competitor to win both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship? I say yes. I say Alexa Bliss. You know she's put in the work. She's put in the time. She bust her ass in the ring, and she looked, and and she looked. She was. She's easily been the be, the, the best SmackDown Women's Champion so far, yeah. in my opinion. You know, she gave that title notoriety over there. She made it mean something. I say this. Yes, she deserves it. She deserves to be the first one to win both. I can see that, but I think right now, if you made it to where Alexa Bliss wins the title, then you have no reason to have Bailey. 
versus Shasha. I know that it's 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 interesting. It is a interesting concept. Um, I don't know. Maybe have Sasha come out there and and interfere. Accidentally cost Bailey the title. Well, what about this? What if there's a ref bump and Sasha comes out and helps Bailey keep the title? Because you can do a heel turn while helping your friend quote win the title or retain the title. Because it could be after that she says, you know, now I want my shot. If it wasn't for me, you never would have had that title. Now it's time for mine. True, true that, true that. I think I I am saying that Sasha comes out accidentally interferes. Alexa walks away with it. Um, you put her in a program with Nia Jax or somebody, and then you know you have a separate program because you want the women's division to look more than just you know just a championship. You want to have you want them to have more you know more depth, more you know character. So then you start this Bailey versus Sasha, and maybe just maybe I don't see this happening because of the merchandise. Turn Bailey heel. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think, I think it will. It would be a great turn, but I don't see it happening right now. I think I think it would I think it would be more believable if Sasha, you know, makes it look like she accidentally interfered when she was just trying to call to her title. Maybe. But she but she's got to have damn good motive for it. So you're saying Alexa Bliss? I'm uh, saying Bailey. Yes. House of Horrors match. Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt. I'm going to say the winner of this is nobody, except for the one guy who gets up to go to the bathroom to take a 15-minute long piss. Yeah, I think this is going to be the piss break match. Yeah, uh, although I'm going to have to say that I think the winner of it is going to be Bray Wyatt. I would like to see Bray Wyatt win. I really would. I would like for my nose to quit itching. But I think with the way that they uh, they have screwed Wyatt, I don't see him and I don't see him really working well with Orton yeah. in this match. And Orton probably not working well either because he was really invested in, you know, him and Wyatt. Yeah. So I really don't see them working, you know, putting on a putting on a good match. I I see this match being a dud. But hey, you know, I've seen weirder. They could come out and, you know, surprise everybody, but I really don't see it. I, I don't think this is going to be a good match. I think this is like you said, the piss break match. But I think um, I'm going to go with Orton on this one because he's the champ, yeah. and they're going to want him to look as strong as possible. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bray on this one mm-hmm. because the title isn't up for grabs. True, true. I mean, it, 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 I would like to see that, but realistically, I'm going with Orton. Yeah. Um, final match, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. Ooh, you know. You, who do you see doing it, and who do you want to see? Because I have – I. I I mean, I want Braun Strowman to win mm-hmm. because I don't know if they have purposely given him such a strong push, mm-hmm. but that needs to keep going, especially now that there's no Undertaker. Yeah. You know, Kane's gone for a bit. Big Show's going to be leaving soon. You got to have a monster. The monster that they have right before them is Braun Strowman. That's the person who they and, really need to be pushing. And I hated Strowman's work at first because I thought he was extremely good. But he's really turned it around. He's really impressed me. I mean, especially with the amount of time that he's had. Yes. Prior to debuting on Raw, he had only had three matches. And that was down at NXT. Yeah. Three matches. Again, Vince McMahon seen him, popped the chubby, and here he got. 
Yeah, I mean, before I was ever with Vince McMahon, I had probably wrestled about 15 million matches. 15 million and one. I forgot one. Yeah. But realistically, I would like to see Braun Strowman win this. But I I, I see them putting... I I see Reigns going over. So you know what? Since you're going to go with Reigns, I'm going to go with Dean Ambrose on this one. Wait. Braun Strowman. That's who I'm going with. Dean Ambrose isn't even on this show. Nope. Not at all. Um, And again, the Universal title's not on that. Um... Now, is this a Raw pay-per-view or a SmackDown? They, they, they say it's a Raw exclusive pay-per-view, but there's SmackDown stories on there. And I think that's because of the, super, of the Superstar Shake-Up. Yeah. But Wyatt and Orton was made a payback before the Superstar Shake-Up. Yeah. So, I don't, I, I'm not for sure. I'm really... They say it's Raw exclusive, but I'm just like, yeah, it's a pay-per-view. Yeah. So, we will see. Um, when we come back on here next week, we will see who got them right and who got them wrong. Yeah. Um, I think that that is going to do it for us here at the Grail Lot. Again, if you are listening to this on YouTube, make sure you like, share, and comment. Um, share it with your pastor. Share it with your family. You know, share it with your friends. Share it with you know the hobo down the street. Just let them see it. Yeah. Let them listen to it. Yep. Um, and hell, you can listen to it more than once. Hit it on repeat. Yeah. You all two and a half. Yeah. And the Mothman. Yeah. So. You listen to this. Also, if you listen to this on the Mopcast Network, you know, go check out the rest of the stuff they got going on. They're doing awesome stuff down there. Um, it's pretty great. I love listening to it. I'll be at home washing the dishes, and I turn on the Mopcast Network. Exactly. Take it from Jesse, the body venture. Yeah. But I am El Jefe Loco. I am joined here with the baddie. Jesse Ventura, who has just bankrupt my entire um, operation here. Yep. So we might be back on here next week. We might not. No, we'll be back. Yep. Make sure you come back next week to see what the fuck else we What you want? What you want? What you, what you want? For listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Mopcast Network, on Facebook.com slash Mopcast Network, or just visit us at Mopcast.com. And remember, this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Thank you for listening to the Mopcast Network.